Well, good morning, everyone, and so glad that we can be together again this Sunday morning to worship the Lord together. I trust that you feel the presence of God in your home, and I trust that while you're there, that God is, has spoken to you even through the worship, that it is the moment by which when we praise him and we invite his presence, he promised and he said that he will inhabit. That means that he will live in the praises of his people. And so we all are his people. We call on the name of the Lord. And so as we're here worshiping and as we're uh, just uh, basking in his presence, that today we have a word from the Lord. And so I'm just so grateful to, to share word. And, and God has given me something to pray that it will strengthen you in your spiritual walk with him. I pray that it will cause your life to, to grow and that you become all that he intends for you to be. And so I'm going to call your attention uh, to an area of prayer. And we've been talking about prayer. Uh, I believe that this is praying time. It, we are we're in a situation, even in our, our country, where we are in need of God's intervention. Don't you think that God really can do something in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of economic downturn, uh, in the midst of where we are have to shift a whole lot of what we probably intended to do in 2020, it's a different 2020, isn't it? And so we, we need to have uh, a prayer life that where, where God can really come in and he can do only what he can do. So I'm going to ask you to uh, draw your attention to a passage in Luke. And we're going to Luke chapter 18, and we're going to go to uh, verses 1 to verse 8, and we're going to just share some insights uh, into this area of prayer. Um, so get your Bible and get your tablet or your phone or something that you can read the Word of God. And if you don't have any of those, we do have the Scripture on the screen for you. Verse 1 to verse 8. Here we go. It says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, A certain in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against mine adversary. For some time he refused. But he finally said to himself, even though I, do, I don't fear God or care about what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice. And so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Here ends the reading of the scripture. I want to share a word with you entitled, Don't Give Up Praying. Don't give up praying. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I pray that it would go deep into our hearts. I pray, Lord, that it would build us up. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share these words and I pray that they will be inspired, they will be encouraging, they will be uplifting, and they will strengthen your people to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 
when, it, when we look at this passage, it's a very simple story that if you just read it, it's, it's, pretty, it's so simple that you can probably get the message very, very easily. But I sense that there is something in here that God is speaking to all of us regarding prayer. That one, Jesus said, men and women ought to always pray. I mean, if you think about it, he's he's just kind of putting it out there. He said, prayer is something that should come naturally. It should be just be like our breathing is natural. That we are called even by Paul the Apostle, he says that we should pray without ceasing. Now, how do you even pray without ceasing? Um, it's, It's called the attitude, living in the attitude of prayer. And then he talks about this whole idea that we should never stop or quit praying. But why does he say that? Because, of course, it's easy just to stop praying. There are many people who start praying and then they give up praying. They They've either been disappointed or they've been somehow delayed for a long time in prayer and they just kind of just just quit praying. And Jesus is telling his disciples about the persistency of prayer and that prayer is something that we have to do and we must do as his disciples. And he's also telling us that we can never quit praying. Even though we are away from our sanctuary, we cannot stop praying. Even though we are away from our jobs physically, some of us, we are working remotely, have been working remotely for quite a while. We have to keep praying. We have to keep praying. And so he he calls our attention to this parable to make his disciples kind of understand the importance that we ought always to pray, but not only to keep praying. And this parable is setting in the Eastern setting. It's, in, it's actually in a courtroom situation. Now, in the West, courtrooms are, are pretty luxurious. And buildings, if you go many of the courts and you see the, how the courts, uh, buildings are, they're, they're, they're pretty impressive. That wasn't the way the Eastern courts were. They, they had a tent. It was a tent where the judge actually went from place to place, kind of what, what they call a circuit. He kind of was in the circuit. They didn't have laws like we have them today, where the judge actually was the person who set the agenda. If the judge said you were vindicated, you were vindicated. The judge granted you pardon, you were pardoned. If, if the judge said you were guilty, you were guilty. That, whatever the judge said, that's how it went. You know, there was no law. It was just the words of the judge. And so here, Jesus puts in the setting where there is a widow woman. There's a, there's a widow woman who is needing to be avenged of her adversary. She has an adversary. She, she is looking to get her case before a judge so that he can actually make a judgment on that case. And let me just tell you something about Jesus' choice of choosing a widow woman. See, he didn't choose what I call the easiest scenario in this person, this, this story to, to kind of say, hey, you know, I understand what it means to pray. No, he picked a very hard case. He picked a widow woman to talk about. Now, if you're a widow woman, you had some serious obstacles to overcome. Serious obstacles to overcome in those days. Well, the first thing is that the obstacle was she was a woman. So back in those days, a woman never would go to court and stand before a judge. 
she would never be allowed to stand before a judge to bring any kind of case. So standing before a judge for her was probably just not even a question. She would never be allowed to do that. The second thing is that as a widow, of course, she has no husband, so she has no support. If he was there, he probably would go and stand before the judge. But since she's a widow, of course, she has no one to stand by her, no one to support her. The third thing is that she's poor. Um, she couldn't pay for a good lawyer. Now, now you know that when it comes to law, sometimes it depends on, of course, who you get to defend you. But what happens if you don't have the money for a defense lawyer? She couldn't afford anybody to defend her. She's a woman, she has no husband, and she doesn't have really the money because to pay the attendance, they had these attendants that would be around the judge, and the judge would only hear the cases, of course, if they, they got a little money. If you had money, you can tell the attendant, hey, I got, some, I got some money. I need to get my case heard. They'll say, okay, well, how much you got? Oh, that, that's great. You're going to be up next. But she couldn't do that because she doesn't have any money. See, if you had no husband, chances are you really had no money. And so... She has some obstacles. And not only that, she's a stranger. The judge doesn't even know her. The judge doesn't expect her to come because she's a woman. So she has a lot of obstacles. I, I don't know about you, but obstacles are just very real in many of our situations. Did, did, have you ever had so many obstacles that it was just like a huge barrier that you thought that, my goodness, I don't know if I could ever conquer the odds that are against me. There are so many people that have resigned themselves to saying, there's too many, there's too many insurmountable odds. I don't, ever, I, I don't ever think I'll be able to accomplish anything because the odds are so insurmountable. There's so, there's so many of them. And so here it is, the widow woman, she's coming to court. She's coming to a judge. She's coming to an unjust judge. So she's trying to make her case before the judge. And it's interesting because as she's coming to be vindicated and get her case heard, she just doesn't come one time. She keeps coming. In fact, she kept coming to the court so often with the judge who didn't care about anything about what people said. He didn't care about her being, you know, coming to, to court. In fact, he dismissed her because of all the things that we just talked about. He said, you know, this woman here, she's, she's asking for something, but, you know, I, I don't want to be bothered with her. But she kept coming, and she kept coming, and she kept coming. She kept persisting. She kept pressing. She kept moving. And it was so much with the, the, the unjust judge says, you know what, I'm, I cannot tolerate any more of her coming to ask me the same thing to avenger of the adversary. She's actually wearing me out. She's actually, she's actually causing me a lot of turmoil just by seeing her. So imagine, every day this woman would come. And, and, and you know, sometimes when 
you see that and someone's bothering you, 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 you want to shun them. You want to ignore them. You might just kind of turn your head like you don't see them. But this woman would not be denied. She didn't care about her status. She kind of threw caution to the wind. And she said, I am going to go to this judge. And I am going to keep asking. I am going to keep pleading my cause until he does what I'm requesting. What is Jesus trying to talk about here as it relates to prayer and not giving up? Well, the first thing is that God is not like the unjust judge. So when he builds his contrast, he says, when he looks at this, this whole unfolds the story, he says in verse 6, the Lord said to the disciples after he told them about this woman coming and coming, and coming, and then receiving her vindication. He said, listen to what the unjust judge says. He says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? What he's saying here is a, a very key transition. And the first thing is that God is not like an unjust judge. God is not like the, like the judge in the story that Jesus talked about where he doesn't care. He's not the judge that, said, that looks upon people and says, you know what, I'm dismissing you. In fact, Jesus offered and invited people to come to him who had a very checkered past. They had issues when it comes to their own personalities from families where they came from. He dealt with tax collectors. He dealt with people that society would say, not you. So this woman's status didn't make a difference. Jesus was trying to tell them, say, look, God is not an unjust judge. God is a loving father. In fact, he cares about your needs. He cares about whatever struggles you have. And he's not going to allow your societal status to, to be a hindrance from him listening, attending to you, and dealing directly with what your request is. See, the unjust judge, he didn't care. And oftentimes, we just kind of put that same thing on God. Well, maybe he don't even care. Maybe, maybe he is concerned about my societal status or if I have money, if I don't have money, if I'm rich, if I'm poor. Well, he, he may is he concerned about my education? And, and maybe I don't have a degree like somebody else. But what God is saying in this passage, and Jesus is teaching his disciples that God is not like many of the relationships that we see in our earthly experience. He cares. And so Jesus, as he makes and unpacks this, this understanding of that he's not an just, unjust judge, he tells us that he's a God who, of justice. He's a God of love. He's a God of peace. But also he's a God that will minister to chosen ones. See, the thing about this, this, this widow, she wasn't a chosen one. Have you ever been in a group of people and felt like you kind of just not with the group? 
or not in the group or not part of the group, you know, because maybe your name isn't this or your name isn't that or you just kind of don't fit in. But, but God has chosen us that in spite of what our societal position might be, he chose us. Can you put in the chat box, he chose us, he chose us? He, he, he chose you. Anytime that you come to God in prayer, know that you have been chosen. Know that you are his elect. Know that you are his child. You are his daughter. You are his son. He comes to minister to his chosen ones. In Isaiah chapter 30, in verse 18, I'm reading from the, from the Amplified Version. It says these words, and I think it's very encouraging. He says, therefore, the Lord waits expectantly, and he longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed, happy, fortunate are all those who long for him since he will never fail them. That's Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. That's a powerful passage of scripture that the Lord, he waits expectantly to be gracious to us. So here's some lessons I want to give you about this whole uh, passage or this, this, this passage of scripture that I think will be helpful for us to kind of understand what it really means and, and why we shouldn't give up praying. Well, number one, we shouldn't give up praying because God is just. That's number one. God is a just God. God is not a God who judges us unfairly. He cares about us, and he is a just God. The second thing, we should not give up praying because we're chosen by him. We are his sons. We're his daughters. We're, we're heirs of salvation and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The third reason that we should not give up praying is because God answers prayer. You know, how often is it that we kind of think that, well, maybe, maybe God won't do this for me. Imagine when this woman, and she came and she first heard no. And then she came a second time and heard no. And she came a third time and said no. Or maybe she didn't even get a hearing that particular time that she came. And often... Many times we judge God of what he's going to say before we even ask him. Have you said in your mind, maybe, maybe growing up as a, as a child, you say, you know what? This is what I want to ask my parent for, my grandmother for, my guardian for, but I know they're not going to give it to me. And then you find out that they would really give it to you. And, and they say, well, once they find out what you want, they say, well, why didn't you ask? Well, I thought that you wouldn't give it to me, so I never asked. It comes to the point where we must believe, we must have faith that God answers prayer. Has God answered a prayer for you lately? Has he answered one of your prayers that you had called on, on him that maybe you may have forgot that you even asked it, but yet God is always answering prayers. Sometimes he'll answer with a no, sometimes he'll answer with a slow, sometimes he'll answer with a no. God is a God who will answer prayer. I believe that if you call upon him, he said, I will answer you. And not only would I answer you, I'm going to show you some great and mighty things that you don't even know. So we don't give up praying because God answers prayer. 
And we don't give up praying because it's a demonstration of our faith in God. If you notice in verse 8, he said, I tell you that he will see that they get justice. The Lord will see that they get justice and quickly. However, however, he says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? See, a person who is always praying, it's a demonstration of their expectancy in their faith in God. You don't want to have a season in your life when the Lord is looking for people of faith and can't find any. He wants to find us as his people. He wants us to find us praying and not giving up on prayer because it's a statement of faith. Prayer is a demonstration of my faith in a God who answers prayer. And so as we look at this passage of scripture, here's here's something I want you to think about as well. Why should we give up praying when we have more to work with than this woman had? I mean, think about it. We have more privileges. We have more opportunity. We have more vehicles to pray. And what I mean by vehicles, we can pray one-on-one. We can pray corporately. We can pray on Zoom calls. We can, we, there's so many ways that we can pray. She had so much less to work with. She had so many hurdles to work. And so when you think about the hurdles that you have and the, and the, and the obstacles that you have when it comes to prayer, think about this woman. How many obstacles did she have to climb over to get a hearing from God? And you and I who could get up in the morning and can lift our hands and can bless the Lord and to openly and freely thank God for who he is and what he does. Why wouldn't you want to take advantage of all the opportunity that you have and the freedom that you have to be able to pray? Why would you give up when you have all of that in your favor? Well, I would say maybe it's because you don't really see that it is a blessing to have that vehicle and those opportunities that God affords us to come before him. But I want to share with you the reason why we don't want to stop praying, because why we have opportunity, why we have the ability, why we have uh, this, this glorious Uh, privilege of coming before not an unjust judge, but a God of justice, and why we certainly do need justice. In many different facets, we need justice. We are invited to come into God's presence and continue to pray. So I want to just lead you you in a prayer, and I want to just begin to Ask the Lord. I want to ask the Lord. And, may, and maybe you're, you're, you're sitting where you are and say, you know, um, there's some things that I gave up on, and I gave it up on prayer. I just, I just given up on prayer. I used to pray in the morning, but I don't pray in the morning. I used to get on the conference call, but I don't get a conference call no more. I, I used to pray at night, but, you know, you know, some things just came up. Jesus said men and women ought to always pray and not give up. And why there might be a delay, 
why there might be some hurdles, why there might be obstacles, the Lord says that he is a God. He is one who will actually come and answer your prayers. So let's pray. Let's bow our heads and let's ask God to give us a spirit of perseverance. And let's ask him that he will renew our commitment to prayer. Father, we just thank you this day and thank you for this moment that we can come before you. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done in our lives. We pray right now, Father, that as we are praying and as we are postured before you, I ask, Lord, that you forgive us for giving up on prayer and giving up on our pursuit of pursuing impassionately your relationship with you through prayer. Lord, you have called us to be men and women, not just of singing, or men and women who have a religious experience, or we attend a particular church, or we have uh, a certain uh, status in life, but Lord, you called us to be men and women of prayer. You said men and women are always to pray and not give up. So Father, I pray where we are fainting in the area of prayer, I pray that you restore us now, revive us now. God, I pray that something will stir in our spirit to get back into the prayer closet, into the prayer room. Uh, get busy, Lord, in the spiritual things of prayer, in the spiritual dynamics of prayer, and that people are in need of prayer because they need justice. And Lord, why it's important that we become so engaged in, in, in all the things, Lord, that will cry out for justice. Lord, prayer is a modus operandi, Father, that will give us the power to bring justice as well. So I pray, Lord, that we as your church, we as your people, we as your chosen ones, will be constantly reminded, stirred, motivated to continue praying. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your counsel. We thank you, Lord, for boldness in us coming before you to ask in Jesus' name, amen. Well, at this time, if you are watching us, we just thank you for being a part of this worship experience. And if you're here for the first time, we'd say welcome to you. And uh, we're so delighted to have you. If you're, if you're here today and you're watching us or maybe been watching us for a little while, um, I just want to make an invitation, as I always do, for someone to receive Jesus Christ. It's important that you know that he loves you, he cares for you, he died for you. And so we won't want you to, to, to leave without an opportunity to receive Christ as your personal Savior. Would you pray with me and ask, to, ask Jesus into your life? Ask him to renew your spirit and just breathe fresh life into you. He'll give you life and life more abundantly. And if that's your prayer, would you pray these words? Lord Jesus, I thank you today for the gift of your son. Lord Jesus, I don't know you in the pardoning of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me. I believe that Jesus came to earth. He was crucified. He was buried. And he has risen from the dead. I open my heart. I open my life to you. Would you come in? Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jjesus' name, amen. If that's yet your prayer and you meant it from, the, from your heart, uh, we want to encourage you to grow in your faith. 
And so you can write us, you can go to the website at alccambridge.org and you can go to info at alccambridge.org and you can actually just jot, a, jot us a message and send us a message and tell us that you received Christ and that you like some information. And we'll, send, we'll give you some information on how you can grow in your walk with Christ. So thank you so much for being a part of this worship experience. And again, I want to encourage you that do not give up praying. God bless you. We have more that we'd like to share with you. So don't go away. We'll be back to bless you in a few moments.